Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Saturday the 26th of March. I'm Ellie House. And I'm Laura Cook. Russia claims the war in Ukraine is entering a new phase. They're going to obviously consolidate in the Donbass. They're then going to take over the land bridge to Crimea to make sure they can support Crimea directly. So that means they're going to control the whole of two thirds of the coastline all the way across towards Odessa. And Western allies make a deal to move away from Russian gas. We will sharpen our sanctions and we will break free from Russian fossil fuels. The Times Daily World Briefing. A Ukrainian cellist sat in front of a bombed-out building in war-torn Kharkiv, playing Bach to fundraise for humanitarian aid. It's 31 days since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began. Now, Russia says the war is entering a new phase. For four weeks, Russia's military has been bombarding and attempting to encircle key Ukrainian cities, from the capital Kiev in the north to Mariupol and Mykolaiv in the south. But on Friday, the country said it is moving to focus on the Donbass, a disputed area in eastern Ukraine, largely under the control of Russian-backed separatists. Ukrainians believe that Donbass is part of their country. Whitney Leeming, a journalist with the Washington Post, currently in Odessa, spoke to Times Radio. And they're not willing to even allow Putin to focus on um, just that region. They want to get Russia completely out of Ukrainian territory. And so right now, that's not a sacrifice that they're willing to give up, nor have they been willing to do that for the past eight years. Leeming told Times Radio that until the shelling stops further into the country, Ukrainians won't believe that Putin has changed tack. The Russian statement comes after many of its military advances have been stalled by fierce Ukrainian resistance. President Vladimir Zelensky spoke last night. Over the past week, our heroic armed forces have dealt powerful blows to the enemy, significant losses. They say that the Minister of Defense of Russia has disappeared somewhere. By restraining Russia's actions, our defenders are leading the Russian leadership to a simple and logical idea. We must speak. Speak meaningfully, urgently, fairly, and for the sake of the result, not for the sake of wasting time. Speaking two times radio, former NATO commander, Rear Admiral Dr Chris Parry, explained the potential strategy behind this new phase of the war. They're going to obviously consolidate in the Donbass. They're then going to take over the land bridge to Crimea to make sure they can support Crimea directly. So that means they're going to control the whole of two thirds of the coastline all the way across towards Odessa. Uh, I think they think have uh, found that Odessa is quite a tough nut to crack. So what they're going to do, I think, is blockade Odessa. 
author of Superhighway, Sea Power in the 21st Century and former NATO commander, Rear Admiral Dr Chris Parry. As the world moves further away from wanting any involvement with Russia, European Union leaders on Friday joined together in a plan to reduce Western reliance on Russian energy supplies. We will further increase our support to Ukraine, we will sharpen our sanctions and we will break free from Russian fossil fuels. Russia currently supplies around 40% of Europe's gas, but the EU wants to cut dependency by two-thirds this year with a view to ending all fossil fuel imports by 2027. United States President Joe Biden committed to helping Europe with more liquefied natural gas or LNG deliveries. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said this partnership was unprecedented. As a first step, the United States will provide us with an additional at least 15 billion cubic metre of LNG this year. In other words, this replaces the amount of Russian LNG for this year. And in the coming years, we're aiming for at least 50 billion cubic metres per year. And this would be able to replace one third of all Russian gas supply to Europe. The European Commission has said it's ready to lead negotiations on pooling demand and seeking gas supplies before next winter. It comes amid growing concerns over the security of energy provisions. On Friday, Russia warned it wants payments for gas in Russian rubles, not euros, raising the risk of a supply squeeze and even higher prices. Konstantin Simonov is director of Russia's National Energy Security Fund. Although the decision is made as a reaction to the sanctions imposed by the West, it is a small step in the fight against the dollar. Russia always talks about steady de-dollarization in the economy. The process is accelerating and this is our goal as well. EU leaders have given Spain and Portugal special permission to manage their own electricity prices. Elsewhere, Germany, the EU's biggest importer of Russian gas, said it's made significant progress, but it might not be able to wean itself off Russian gas until 2024. On the way, an attack claimed by Yemen's Houthi rebels in Saudi Arabia, and Australia expresses concern over a new security deal in the Asia-Pacific. The Times Daily World Briefing. It's been seven months since Afghanistan fell to the Taliban. Then, the hardline Islamist group made promises to the country and the world that their rule would be more moderate than when they were last in power in the 1990s. One commitment was to female education. Girls' primary schools remained open and, after months of preparations, secondary schools were set to reopen this week. Until they didn't. It was like a day of mourning, and it was a very sad day. It was like losing a loved one. Everyone was crying. The girls were hugging and crying and saying goodbye. In a last-minute U-turn, schools were told to shut indefinitely as girls arrived to resume their studies. Fauzia Kufi is the first female deputy speaker in the Afghan government and a member of the Women Affairs Commission. This is an issue of disagreement among Taliban. They are not united on this. 
they are still the same conservative group that they actually try to show other face, more moderate face during negotiation that I had with them. Members of the UN Security Council reiterated their commitment to girls' education in the country. Our message today is clear. All girls in Afghanistan should be able to get to school. And on Friday, the United States cancelled meetings with the Taliban, which were set to address key economic issues in response to the fundamentalist group's sudden change of policy. We move now to Yemen, as Houthi rebels have claimed new attacks on Saudi energy facilities. The Iran-backed Houthis say they launched the attacks on state-owned oil giant Aramco's distribution station, causing a fire in two tanks, but no casualties. Houthi military spokesman Yahya Saraya said the group launched the missiles on Friday, along with drones at the Raz Tanora and Rabig refineries, and it also targeted vital facilities in the capital, Riyadh. In response to the ongoing unjust siege on our country and our people, and to mark the eight years of resistance, the Yemen armed forces underwent the third breaking siege operation through ballistic missiles and drones. The armed forces will continue to carry out attacks on important targets with the aim of breaking the siege. Attacks have intensified on energy facilities in the kingdom, the world's largest oil exporter. And this week, Riyadh said it would not bear responsibility for any global oil supply disruptions resulting from such attacks. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Formula One bosses have confirmed that Sunday's Saudi Arabian Grand Prix will go ahead as planned, despite an attack on a nearby fuel depot delaying practice sessions on Friday. Yemen rebels claimed responsibility for the missile attack on the facility in Jeddah, which is 12 miles away from the race circuit. Following a meeting after the delayed second practice, the F1 president said the grid's 10 teams were in agreement that the race should not be cancelled. On the track, Charles Leclerc was again fastest in second practice. The Ferrari was a fraction ahead of world champion Max Verstappen, much like in the first session, with teammate Carlos Sainz up to third. The Times Daily World Briefing. Moving to the Asia-Pacific, where a new security deal threatens to shift the balance of power. The Solomon Islands has confirmed it is expanding its ties with China. It says to combat threats, diversify security relations and ensure a safe investment environment. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin said, as two sovereign and independent countries, China and the Solomon Islands carry out normal law enforcement and security cooperation on the basis of equal treatment and mutual benefit. He criticised Australian politicians for creating an atmosphere of tension. We hope that the parties concerned will look at it objectively and calmly and not overinterpret it, he said. I think there is great concern across the Pacific family because we are in constant contact with our Pacific family. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. So our government is the government that stepped up in the Pacific. When we've stepped up in the face of increasing threats and increasing pressures and we've been responding to those and we will respond as a, a, a family of Pacific nations of which Australia is one, New Zealand is another. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 26th of March. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.